morning, everybody. Welcome to Coffee and Baseball. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Bernie. I'm Ryan. It's, uh, I feel like we say this every time, but it's good to be back. Uh, we are yes. really not good at the schedule. We should have had one of these before uh, the season ended and the playoffs started, especially when we had the playoff race happening. Who was going to make it with one of the worst records in baseball, yet still squeak into the playoffs? And, uh, I mean... Just brings us right into what we want to talk about this morning, Bernie. Right. Well, we should we should start with the lead story, uh, which is every week's lead story, which is that the Houston Astros cheated their way to the 2017 World Series. Uh, I I just feel like every episode we should start by being like, by the way, never got punished, 100% cheated, well, barely won by in seven games, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, also won in seven games over the Yankees. Correct. Correct. Astros cheated. Astros cheated. Astros cheated. But let's. Let's dive a little bit more into this cheating because, you know, some of these guys have uh, uh, somewhat apologized. Most of them have not. I would uh, argue basically none of them have uh, really This apologized. season they had, all of them had one of their worst uh, statistical season in the past four seasons. So let's just do the math. They cheated for three. The fourth they don't cheat. They have their worst one. And because the Angels are just always going to be bad. Uh, the Astros squeaked into the playoffs with a 29-31 and 31 record. So let's, let's get this straight. The Astros made the playoffs with a 483 winning percentage. Then they went on to beat the Twins, who have not won a postseason game in, what, 18 games? It's, uh, it's either 12 or 18 games, but I believe it's 18. And it's got to be 18. We follow that up with Correa saying, I would love to hear what people have to say about us now. I think it remains the same. The Astros cheated their way to a World Series in 2017. Yeah, that's, that's what I have to say about them as well. Uh, I don't want to belabor, uh, so let's move on to our second story of the day. Uh, Ryan, you got an issue with some announcers. And and for the fans out there, I know you're going to want us to talk about the games. We'll get there. You know, we'll like, there. we'll get there. Give us a second. Uh, yeah, ESPN is just uh, notoriously bad at announcing, whether it's A Rod mm-hmm. and uh, Matt. I cannot, I always hack his last name. I don't even know his name. Uh, <laughs> I know A Rod. I know Jessica Mendoza. I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try. There's a third one. His first name's Matt. He does the voice for MLB The Show. Uh, they're bad enough as it is. But then they seem to seek out guys that continually are terrible, that want to do everything they can to not talk about the game. They want to <laughs> tell stories. They want to chat about random things in the outfield. And then my favorite quote from last night's Dodger game when Kershaw is vintage Kershaw pitched Eight shutout innings. Which uh, we will also get to. <laughs> I don't even think he broke 100 pitches. And they said, quote, I don't know what's better, Kershaw's Hankook commercial or how Kershaw is pitching tonight. Right, which which leads me to my first rant of the day. Yes. I guess second, because really the Astros is always the first. Uh, what the fuck is Clayton Kershaw thinking agreeing to that commercial? He's like... He's a pitcher who's like, if you know baseball or you follow baseball, you're like, Clayton Kershaw, you know, easily the best pitcher of the generation, always his number one kryptonite. 
gives up a fuck ton of home runs. Love the guy. I think he's amazing. He's always given up a bunch of home runs. In the regular season, in the postseason, it's the one thing he does bad. And you're going to put him in a commercial where he's given up just like a monster home run? It makes – well, I, he drives four cars to catch the home run. Right. Th- that, right. Like that a, was <laughs> driven four counties uh, right. later. I don't <laughs> – which you have to you have to give that tire commercial one thing points for realism you know oh, yeah, like absolutely you know mo- most car commercials they're like timeout guys professional driver closed course this commercial needs no disclaimers in terms of <laughs> the the home run offered up I'm not sure what Kirsch I mean he obviously gets money out of it but I'm like don't you want something that highlights how good you are. I, I So, like, all joking aside, I, I do give him props for, like, not basically having so big of an ego that he's like, I won't do the commercial. It shows me giving up a home run. But I'm he just catches like, it. He catches it. So Right. And it's like the casual fan is not going to think, like, yeah, but you still gave up the home run, dude. <laughs> like, you got to induce weak contact, Clayton. What are you doing? Ugh. <laughs> uh, uh. no, all right. Laugh over it. All right. Uh, let's get to baseball. Let's dive into the games. Uh, Slam Diego. We're Slam doing Diego this. in full force after blowing game one. Unfortunately. Was on yeah, the I verge have. of blowing game two. When suddenly they remembered that they're playing uh, playoff baseball. I love it. The ga- guy from game one who made like two different base running blunders. Uh, his name is Jake Cronenworth. Oh, Cronenworth. I know which guy he yeah. is. He looks He's like not he bad. Ju- he looks like a college player that's put on a, uh, a major league a uniform. Diego Padres. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he like has like two different base running errors that loses them game one. Uh, and they really – like the offense was not alive in game one. I know everyone's going to say four runs, but, you know, it wasn't the Padres. And uh, game two through five innings, the, the offense really just like wasn't quite there. And I felt like watching this game, like I kept finding like – Tatis was in these big situations and it was like really exciting. I was like, Oh shit. Tatis up with the bases loaded and they're down by, you know, two or three. And like, you know, it was very like, this is Tatis's moment. He's this caliber of players is great. And he failed the first couple of times. Yeah. Blew it. Uh, looked which, bad like, too when he blew it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. looked really bad. I mean, he had some great hacks for what that's worth. You know, that's the classic baseball. Like, yeah, he struck out, but good hack. It's like, yeah, you didn't look, foolish up there but you also like you know if we're gonna go by Moneyball here it's like i'd rather you look foolish and take a walk yeah than than not look foolish and strike out uh and then tatis comes through with a big home run uh and then i don't know about you but i i huge manny machado fan when he hit that game tying home run i was like screaming at the tv there's something about the way that Manny swings. Yeah, Manny swing is pretty great. It's pretty great. He's got a beautiful swing, and his launch angle is just like perfect. Where yeah. like somehow the way that the TV cameras capture it, like just every time he hits it, it's just like, oh, that's fucking gone. Yeah, and that's beautiful. That game tying home run that he had was that kind of swing. Uh, and then I, personally, I also love the Will Myers redemption story because Will Myers two home runs. I know you're laughing at me. Like anybody gives a shit about Will Myers out there. Will Myers. Will Myers was- but they attempted so hard to trade him in the offseason, and nobody wanted him. 
Well, Will Myers is 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 uh, the 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 fetch meme from uh, from Mean Girls. It's like stop yeah. stop trying to make Will Myers happen. Yep. Will Myers yep. isn't gonna happen. He's not a thing. Uh, Will Myers, like the former top overall prospect in baseball, the was it the Rays who didn't? No, the Royals didn't want him first. Then the Rays didn't want him, and he was like while he was a top prospect. And then San Diego the signed him, him away. at the time so, to their largest contract, which was like eighty million. Right, and it was like it was like a classic San Diego move of like, oh, two different really smart, successful franchises didn't want this guy that for some reason has always been the number one prospect in baseball. Why don't we give him like a ten year deal? Yep. yep. Uh, so I no, but like he's not like a horrible player. He's had some ups no, and he, downs. he's he's he can be really good and then he can be really bad. And there's something about like he doesn't look athletic. No. Like when he's playing, but he and, looks like and, AJ and Pollock. AJ Pollock looks like yeah. a dad. He looks like a dad that put <laughs> yeah. on a, a uniform and came out, and all of a sudden you're like, you're good. He's like he's like lanky, but not skinny. Yeah, you no. know what I mean. He's, he's just, like a he's like lanky, but but he could probably chisel it out. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I watched that game, and it felt like the Padres realized, like, oh shit, we're not gonna get pitching. <laughs> like we gotta just. We got to just keep knocking this ball out of the park because holy crap, like we got no and, – and, and it was like they went up by like three or four. And I laughed and I was like, this is great. This will hold. There's only like two innings left and then St. Louis scores again. and then Yeah, Cardinals, know, it'll never hold. The Cardinals came back from – man, I can't remember. It was like Dodgers were up 8-0 in the playoffs. This is like I know. way back. And uh, Cardinals came back, beat us. They did that famously 2011 World Series, right? Mm. Yeah. Now nah, the Cardinals, they're they're the zombies. They're never dead. Now here's a question for you, Bernie. Doesn't really bother me, but I always love the argument of uh, 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 the unwritten rules of baseball, right? So Tatis has been slumping like yeah. no tomorrow, right? Like just and it hasn't even looked good at the plate. Just has looked lost. You know, he's trying to figure it out. Gets up, nails that home run has probably one of the most epic bat toss showboat moments. Great. Are we behind that? I am. All right. I am behind it. Uh, I'm mixed, and here's why I'm mixed. I, I don't mind that stuff. I actually I highly enjoy these guys actually enjoying what they do. Yeah. But I'm also kind of like, I don't know, man. You've been looking pretty rough lately. <laughs> Maybe on your first one, you take a little easy. And then you hit another home run. Well, now you're back. You know. So correct me if I'm wrong. I thought it was the second one. Oh, was, was it? That? Oh, am I mixing I, up? I, I got I replays, so I'm, I could be wrong. Let's, so his first home run was not let's, – let's, let's look it up real quick. Again, we and if it. that's the case, then he did exactly flip. what I was saying he should do. So, hey. But again – Let's see. I like these guys having fun. I'd rather them be out there pissing each other off than. Uh... Yeah, well, and, and there's a phrase that I've heard from pitchers, which is if you're going to pimp your home run, that's fine. Just don't be upset when I pimp my strikeout. And I'm kind of of the opinion of like, oh, absolutely pimp that strikeout. Oh, I love them yeah, talking I'm... trash to each other. Look at the replay. That's the second. Home it is run. the second one. No, it absolutely is. Because the first is. home run, he was down by one. Well, then they there were you down go. four six, and then he hits the first home run to five six, and he doesn't pimp it. Tatis, I uh, I apologize for doubting you. That was yeah. Good when move. I think that when you first brought it up too, my first thought was like, all right, let's let's live in this world, right? Like this is you know this is Friday morning. You know we're enjoying a lovely episode of coffee and baseball. Uh, we have two scenarios. We have two worlds, right? We we have two multiverse universes. Uh, 
one where uh, Tatis had an amazing game and was really happy and he celebrated with his teammates, and one where Tatis had an amazing game and was really happy, and we have like an all-time great replay video. Like, like just on that level alone of like, oh man, like I rewatched that oh. second home run and I had a lot of fun watching it. And, like, and like I said, again, I if baseball is going to um, grow its audience, uh, uh, mm-hmm. succeed at not just dying off like an old sport it is, dude, let these guys have fun. You know, they always talk about it and then the guys talk shit about, oh, these unwritten rules. You can't do that. You can't do this. Like I was kind of annoyed when uh, uh, Dave Roberts got mad that that Grissom threw his bat at you know uh, after hitting a home run off Kershaw. It's like, who cares? Like yeah. I don't care. I don't care if it's off Kershaw. I don't care if it's off a rookie. I don't care. It makes it makes fans happy and angry, which is great. Makes fans yeah. passionate. Makes players passionate. Like add some fun to the game. You know. Otherwise we're we're just a dying sport that people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's a fun ad to the game. Like, everybody's complaining about how, like, baseball, like, changed up half the rules this year. Like, it's a fun ad to the game that doesn't change any rules. So, yeah. like, it, no. it's it's a win-win, you know? it's I, 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 I could honestly, I could rant for a while, but I don't want to take up the whole podcast on it. Look, but I was I'm talking to someone significantly younger than me the other day, and I said, I was asking if they, they like baseball. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll have it on uh, when I read a book. <laughs> I thought it's well po- postseason baseball honestly is phenomenal like the last two days we've had oh great all 16 teams and I believe it was yesterday all yesterday was like everybody but the Cubs and today and we have today we're down to like two teams or yeah, one team yeah. all right but it's it's been great it's been, uh it's been I, I I don't know if I like over half the league making the postseason but I yeah I don't like that like I like back-to-back meaningful games for four to four to eight games per here's, game. Like here's the thing I don't like is I think if you're going to have this expanded roster of playoffs, I think the number one seed earns a bye week, right? That's that's all I think. So every yeah. number one, I don't think I wouldn't that mind that. the Dodgers should have a chance to lose to the Brewers because you're doing a three-game series. Right, like I don't think mm. I think that your number one in your division should be like should you mean guys something. Yeah, you yeah, guys. Are, yeah, division winners should. Yeah, you know I'm I'm for that. I like that idea because division then it then it gives it value. Player. Because if you don't give yeah. that value, you know we're talking about teams that are are like because weren't the let's see the Twins a couple were first in their division, right? Yeah, with their you know they had a 600 percentage uh, win percentage. And they had to face the Astros, who were 29 and 31, you know, right out the gate. And it's like, I don't Is know. Is it fair that basically the team that the, was the under team 500 that gets barely squeaked in, gets to face the number one seed? It's like, I get that it creates drama, blah, blah, but part of playoffs is the best team in baseball. That's the whole idea. So it's like if yeah, you get number you. Well, one, especially especially a sport like baseball, where like let's just be honest, like it's kind of a coin flip. I had a buddy the other day. He started doing he started doing sports gambling. He's like a big stock guy, and he's yep. like, dude, I'm doing sports gambling. He knows I'm a sports guy, and he was like, who should I bet on? What should I do? Baseball playoffs are coming up, and I was like, number one piece of advice: do not bet on baseball. 
Yeah, As no. like on a game by game basis, it is the biggest crapshoot. Completely. And and this is what you're talking about. The twenty nine and thirty one Astros beat a team two zero with a six hundred winning percentage. And but, it is I mean, like, do I think the Astros are actually I don't think the Astros are better than the twins, too. And that's the other thing. It's no, kind of like I don't think any, so either. In any and you've got a stretch. best of three. A best of three, I mean I know, it's nothing. Especially I mean, on. although I will say <laughs> We're just doing freeform today, but I mean, I'll tell you what this made me think of because I was really like, we're going to see some teams that are not good teams, but happen to have amazing pitchers win series. I really thought that. And then along came the Reds <laughs> who just like refused to score runs. Yeah, refused, and, I mean, man. those were two of, I was going to say those were the two best starts in the postseason, and then Clayton Kershaw threw eight innings, three hit, two hits, three hits, whatever, like three two hits, or three hits, three hits, yeah, no runs, and I was like, okay, not not the two best, but Castillo I mean, and close, Bauer, close, that was two of the, I would I would argue two of the four best starts of the yeah, postseason, absolutely, and they didn't get a single run of support. It's uh, uh it's, incredible. It's just kind of unbelievable to me. It's funny, I was. Going to see what the Brewers' record was, and it's exactly the same as the Astros. For yeah, the Brewers didn't have a good season. It was kind of so. This is kind of another point I wanted to bring up, and I think that you would have. It's kind of in a similar vein. Uh, there's a lot of these teams like kind of winning these first round matchups. Where like the uh, the kind of the narrative that the sports media is jumping on is like, oh, like so and so winning their first postseason series or continuing their postseason woes or whatever. And I'm I'm not one of these people who's like, eh, the World Series doesn't count this year if you win it. Because I'm like, no, like even, even like win or lose the World Series, like everybody had an equal shot. Everybody tried their hardest. So like if you win it, I say you win it. But I think if you win the wild card this season, to me, it doesn't really count. Like everybody's kind of talking about how the A's snapped their postseason woes by winning this season. And I'm... Kind of of the opinion that, like, all right, guys, you beat a team that, like, literally would not have made the playoffs. Correct. And you're also looking at, like, I agree with in your a, sentiment, a, right? sample size. Whoever too. wins, hey, it is it is a World Series for 2020, right? It's, yeah. 2020 is a weird year. In the, in the end. But in, it in is a World Series. The final game, you won it, in my but opinion. Final game, you won it. What sure. I, I will say. This year, come on. This is actually listening to the the terrible ESPN announcers, but they did have a good point when they were talking about Christian Yellick, right? He just didn't catch fire this season. And, he, and he's a dude that did great in 2018 and 2019. And then this oh, year yeah. he just MVP. couldn't catch it. And one of the announcers, sorry, the, the name escapes me as a former player. And he was like, man, he's like, I remember talking to, you know, fill in the blank player. And he was like, yeah, it takes me 50 games to get going. You know, he's like, I'm not really in the groove until about 50 games in. I'm really feeling it. And it's like, you know, that's that's quite a while to get going. But when you have a 160-game season, right. if it takes you 50 games to get in your flow, you know, that's a fair point. And we're talking about a 60-game season that was also funked up because some people didn't play the right way. Some had delayed games, all this stuff. So and, I think, and also like seven inning games, so you're getting less at bats. So it's, you had a you know, lot of double headers. You're going to do the 50 game sample size. Correct. You know, you honestly have to stretch it out more than 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 so 50. I think this year there's just a lot of anomalies, and I think some guys 
are able to adapt to it. And some guys aren't, you know, like belly yeah. is finally figuring out just a way to get hits. They aren't the greatest hits, yeah, but they're I good know. enough. I'm, I'm, I miss old Bellinger, man. you know, but oh, I think he he's, so I think good. he really has been like, I'm not finding my groove. Uh, this is how I'm going to get on base. It's working. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a baseball move, dude. You that's a... <laughs> so it's like, I just think you're, you're experiencing a lot of guys that like, you know, a weird spring training, a shortened season, yeah. you know, all the above. So in the end, it will be a valid World Series, but it's a weird one. It is definitely a weird one. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, agree with you. It'll be valid in the end. Agree with you. The whole thing's weird. Um, let's uh, let's let's uh, let's briefly go over the A's uh, White Sox. Um, just because I wanted to, I kind of mentioned the A's and kind of my feel. I mean, this kind of takes us into my feelings. Just that, like, yeah, they finally quote broke the curse. But you know, did they? You know, they beat a team that wouldn't have made the playoffs. Uh, that being said, man, I, I want to pour some out for the White Sox. Uh, I love this roster. I love this team. Uh, Luis Giolito is a stud, and he won his game. He flirted with a no hitter. Uh, the offense just, uh, I don't even know if I would say the offense couldn't catch fire. I don't know what happened in the end. They just couldn't hold the A's back, I guess. Cause they're, yeah, offense, the A's I mean, are good they, this they year, didn't... you know, really good. And I think that's a tough matchup for them. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I still believe in the White Sox. I still think they're going to be a really good team. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, honestly, now that I'm, now that I'm remembering what I wanted to say about it, it was that the, um, the starter for the White Sox, I believe he's their rookie, uh, went down in like the second inning, like seemed normal, seemed fine, got a strikeout. And then the trainer comes out and just pulls him immediately. And everybody on the broadcast was like, I don't know what they saw, but they pulled him real quick and it was not performance based. And the White Sox like brought in basically relievers for the rest of the game, and it, like they didn't look good. Yeah, it's never and, good. Uh, that was that was. I felt bad for him because I was like, really fun, great young offense. Luis Robert crushed a home run. It was the second longest home run of the season. Uh, but then he, Luis Robert, also like again, just like you know Tatis, also like struck out. I think once with the bases loaded, it was like oh. it wasn't oh. a good look for the White Sox in terms oh. of like. You wanted to – you want. I mean, like, at the end of the day, it's major leaguers, right? It's like the old veterans are there for a reason. The young guys are all talented, but sometimes – Still learning. Still learning. Still learning. Yeah. So that's all I got for them. Pour some out. Uh, we, we hardly knew you, White Sox. Uh, this next uh, topic that we were going to talk about, we, we pretty much did, uh, which was just vintage Kershaw. You know. Yeah, but I just wanted, I wanted to give you, you know, your pedestal. I wanted you to really, really <coughs> I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things about this that is, Dodgers, is great. Oh, look at that. Look at that beauty. Uh, you know, this helps dispel his, his postseason, uh, whatever you want to call it, urban legend. It's kind of know. a false narrative. It is a false narrative but if you really look at his numbers. That. But he has blown some big games, so... He has. People will, will always hold that against him. But, man, I mean, I haven't seen him look this good for a long time. And, and Dave Roberts mentioned yeah. it when they were interviewing him. He's like, you know, the shortened season probably helped us because, you know, Kirsch is getting up there. He's got a lot of innings pitch behind him. He's had lower back problems, which that's a hard thing to break. But when you're not pitching as much and we're in the postseason and you got to think he's in 
what almost mid-season form right now which oh, is a scary man. Clayton Kershaw you know he looked he looked good I mean I looked at the <laughs> I remember looking and being like he has pitched 80 pitches and we're in the eighth inning I was like we're That's talking Kershaw moment. 10 pitches an inning average like it's unreal it's unreal like yeah. looked he looked so good um which really quickly brings me back to uh, a point with the ESPN announcers because Woodruff on the other end looked great as well, right? Woodruff is a really good pitcher. He looked really good. And then I, I, I can't remember what inning. I think the sixth inning, uh, you know, uh, Dodgers kind of got to him, got a few runs in. And then the next inning, uh, Hader was in. And it was like, oh, I guess they must have pulled him. And on Twitter, uh, the Dodger uh, beat reporter, Alana Rizzo, was like, uh, note for everybody that was skipped over, Woodruff was ejected from the game. And it was like... And, and explain this to me, because I actually, I watched a, or like a replay of this. Or, I, or, or what, not a replay. I watched like a, a full like highlight of the game, like, a long, like one of the longer ones, and I didn't see when he got ejected. It wasn't on the broadcast. Uh, he got ejected by the ump. He must have probably argued balls and strikes at the end or said something to him about some bad calls or something. He got kicked out, but ESPN skipped right over it. Which is dumb because, like, sports journalism is already, like, not really real journalism. You know, it's already kind of, like, a little bit like Hollywood journalism yeah. is journalism. Uh, and it's like, all right, guys, you got to at least give me a baseline of, like, explaining what happened during the Just game. recap it when it comes back to <laughs> the game. Just be like, it. like, right when we get back, be like, hey, when we cut give to break, wait, guys. you know, uh, Woodruff got an argument with the ump and got ejected. So now haters in. You're like, oh, great. Thanks for the update. Anyway, dude. thought that was uh, – Thought that was a fun one. So we'll see what what Kershaw we get going forward. But it was it was great to see him last night. He looked really good. I, I got a bone to pick with with while we're talking about Kershaw and while we're talking about kind of just general sports media. I I I can't decide, but I'm leaning towards not liking all these kind of stats that they're pulling out for Clayton Kershaw lately. About what are they pulling out now. <laughs> so they keep they keep throwing out these numbers that are like Clayton Kershaw. So this year they said this is Clayton Kershaw's tenth postseason. It's the most number of postseasons for a pitcher who hasn't won a World Series. And then they've also thrown out the number. He's got like a – I'm going to guess. It's like a 4.5 4.5 career postseason ERA. And it's the high and – they, and they have some number that's like it's the highest ERA for a starting pitcher with, um, with 100 innings in the playoffs. Uh, and, and I can't – fully decide if I feel like these are like very very like cherry picked numbers to reinforce the narrative you know because like the the second one the ERA is a little I'm not gonna say misleading but I'm gonna say I would buy it a little bit but the the 10 postseasons no World Series victory I think is a super misleading stat because what you're saying is he was the what you're really saying with that is he is the pitcher with the best longevity on a really good team that wasn't good enough to win. Correct. You know, you know what I mean? Like it's very like And you gotta think, we didn't even you see can the World use that Series number t- Say again? every we didn't see the World Series every time. We saw it uh twice. Right. Yeah, two time. World Series and and two more NL championships where they didn't yeah. make it, maybe three more. But it was like very 
it just felt the 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 first one in particular, the ten the ten playoffs, no World Series titles, just felt incredibly like, oh, you have a narrative and you went hunting for a stat to support it. The he second is, one, I kind of he yeah, is now f- a four point two two postseason ERA. Right, so he lowered it this time. He also raised it the last Which time is, he pitched when he gave up the two home runs in one inning. Unfortunately, let's be clear though, this guy I I don't even know how long he's actually been active. He's been active since 20, 2010, so maybe 2009. It's he been has about 11 years. A 2.43 career ERA. Yeah. He he's great. I would Let's I just, would like let that sink in for how I mean, many years he's been pitching. A 2.43 well, let, let me let me let me do two things to adjust. Let me number one adjust his postseason because he's got a four two postseason ERA. It's not a bad ERA. Like it's not elite, right? We're not going to call him Madison Bumgarner in postseason. But like I remember for years, like so he's had this he's had this label for I would argue since two thousand since they lost twenty seventeen. The story has really really oh, yeah, of course. crushed on the postseason. Of course. Um, and I remember back then it was like, dude, his back then it, his postseason ERA was like three five. It was something incredibly decent. Like three, a sub four ERA is good. Like it's not elite, but it's good. And so I, I never liked the narrative that like he couldn't perform in the postseason. Uh, and then and let's also his, stop for a moment yeah, and just say right. one of his terrible postseason appearances is that Minute Maid Park. Yeah, no, it's it's the Against classic game the where he threw Astros. forty he threw forty off speed pitches and they swung it. None of them. of them. But also none of them. he yeah. had four shutout innings. And then they suddenly probably figured out the signs I know. in the fifth inning Brutal. and blew him up. And everybody's like, Oh, postseason Kershaw. It's like they legitimately cheated yeah. and all that shit should be struck from the record. Like yeah. yeah. And and that's yeah. It's 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 almost like not the real record, but like the record of like, okay, well you can't say his postseason Correct. You can't say he's not a postseason performer if you also fully admit that the year that he pitched the best, that they were doing the best, that like they were cheated a hundred percent out of the title, right? Like you that that's a false narrative. Because like look at all the great players that have like one championship in their sport. And we never at all say, oh, couldn't perform in the clutch, even though they've only they only did it technically like one time. You know Correct. what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I I would argue that because of twenty seventeen and because the ERA is not nearly as bad as people like to pretend that it is, you know, it's that like, we should kind of give Kershaw a break. There are not many people in this world that have had the opportunity and performed like Madison Baumgartner, you know, three years three championships right right and so it's like like you said there are guys out there that are considered like aces and you know are very comparable to kershaw and everything it's like yeah. not many guys get these opportunities to especially it's just, in baseball it's, man especially in baseball like it's it's there's there's one of the truest sayings ever and, and this is hilarious because i'm a sports guy is like sports and pro sports is just is just a random number generator with a storyline attached. It's like, and it's like, yeah, if you want to go hunting for this narrative, you will find some stat to back it up. Uh, 
let's briefly get into this new segment I like to call Time is a Flat Circle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> twins uh, lose two games in a row uh, to the, unfortunately, Astros, who are full heel. <laughs> full heel status. Uh, fucking Twins can't win in the playoffs. Uh, and that's, like, the amount of energy and time that they deserve from us. Uh, same thing with the Cleveland Indians uh, losing two out of the Yankees. Um, Bieber gets rocked and and then that all-time troll that i'll let you talk about oh uh yeah what was the all-time troll i'm blanking the uh the uh the yankees twitter uh posted a after the game posted a video of them hitting all the home runs off bieber and the caption was like all caps i was like baby 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 oh explanation point Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Just poor teams that deserve better. I mean, poor fan bases that deserve better. Cleveland Uh, was a team that was peaking at the right time. You know, moving on, we talked about this briefly. The Reds, same thing, refused to score. The Reds got into. Looked so good. He's a free agent, right, in the offseason? He's a free agent, and he says that every season – he's such an interesting guy – he says that every season he wants to just do one-year contracts from now on for the rest of his career. Oh, I'll take him for a one-year contract, 100%. Dude, he'd look great in blue. 100%. And that's a great – I mean, Jesus, you talk about going from a bad hitter's park to a – or a bad pitcher's park to a good hit pitcher's oh. park. And, I'd love to have that guy. I love how much trash he talks, how honest he is. I love everything about that guy. I would take him. He's away. incredible. He's he's so fucking good. He's – I we need, we need more guys like him in baseball. I think there probably are more guys like him in baseball. They're just not as vocal as he is. Yeah. Um, Tampa. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of Toronto, you know we got Tampa Bay sweeping uh, the Blue Jays. Uh, another one of those teams I felt like uh, didn't fully belong in the no. Season, they didn't. To be honest, they didn't. We all like them, was, but they didn't belong. It's nice to see all the all the young. I mean, like you talk about young teams, like the Blue Jays are like a yeah. million percent. Oh yeah, this super young uh, team, and, and they're they gonna have be that good. catcher. Yeah, they're gonna be really good. Uh, they have that catcher uh, who is just like 5'8", 265. Oh, yeah, your favorite your favorite guy. And he just mashes the dude out of Tijuana. I believe his name is uh, Alejandro Kirk. Let's double check this. I always – yeah, it's Alejandro Kirk, 5'8", 265. Where's number 85? And he, and he fucking mashes. He, did, he got a hit in their first game, and they showed a slow-mo replay of his swing. He's just—he's just a big old beautiful boy. <laughs> There's a whole lot to love about him. Oh uh, man, uh, we hardly knew ye, uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Let's—you know what, Ryan? What I wanted to do—I wanted to do a way too early World Series MVP prediction out of you. Uh, I think we should just every—I think every day we should be like, he's the MVP. It's happening. Uh, okay. I mean. With what I've seen, mine, I, I, I think I said it early in one of our broadcasts of what I wanted. Um, and I'll say it again. Uh, Kershaw, Kershaw MVP uh, World Series. He's going to redeem himself and yeah, uh, I, have one of the most dominant performances we've ever seen. I would love to see that. That's My, my heart is a million, and I texted you this. My heart is rooting for the Clayton Kershaw MVP this yeah, season. Yeah. It, it's so hard because it feels like if it's going to happen, like the like not even this just like if he's going to win. It feels this like if he's going to win and get yeah. MVP, this is the season. This is but, the season, 100%. But this feeling that we're describing right now, 
step one towards a path of mither- misery. Oh, completely. <laughs> completely. That's why I don't like uh, – I actually don't like to talk about it too much when people are like, oh, is this your year? I'm like, eh. Let's uh, – Because you're a true sports fan. Yeah, let's like, just keep watching. Man, you know? until, until, they, until I see them at the parade, I'm not – I'm not saying that's going to happen. I don't even like talking trash, you know, because it's like, hey, man, sports are fickle and, you know, things happen. I, things happen, man. I have this, like, dark horse World Series MVP candidate. I don't know why. I think the Rays are going to win, and they have such a mix-and-match lineup that I think it's going to be, like, a platoon player that happens to platoon a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's going to be, like... Hunter Renfro or like oh. Manny Margot, like oh. one of these random fucking outfielders that they I have. I love it. Or I like, love it. That's my so right now I'm gonna I know it's a cop out to take two guys, but I think it's fair when the team platoons, I'm doing a fifty fifty Hunter Renfro Manny Margot split. All right. As my as my front runner for World Series MVP. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh man. And then is that do we have more we need to talk about? We can jump into into Bernie's movie corner. I mean, I'm sure we've missed a lot of stuff we wanted to talk about, but I think we've covered enough. And and hopefully, Bernie, you know, uh, you won't sleep in next time we're supposed oh, to record. Good. And Bring we'll it. stay on track. Let's let's really let's get it out there. Let's do the intervention segment, and then we'll move to. There, there's no intervention. We 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 both work a lot, and the morning we talked about like four days before recording. Wow. That I didn't even confirm, uh, you slept in. So I know. You know, I can't really but, hold it against you, but it's more fun to give you a hard time about it. We, we've been having a good time with us for sure. But, uh, uh, I want you to know that not only did I set an alarm that day for for six in the morning, which is two hours before we record, and I snoozed it for I kid you not two and a half hours every. That's seven impressive. Minutes. That's impressive. It really is. For every, every seven minutes. Every seven minutes for two and a half hours. How do you fall back asleep? I don't know, man. It's that thing, too, where when you're half asleep, you don't remember how many times you snoozed it. I just know that I have a seven-minute snooze and that that alarm was set for 6 a.m. That is a feat in itself. I had a calendar notification about the the podcast, not only for the morning of, but a notification the night before saying prep for podcast. See guys, this is why right we can't. This is why black. we can't give you a consistent podcast. We don't even. It's we don't even stay with the same name. So we, we can't even. You know. That is, I straight. I think I told you this. Uh, uh, the uh, our, our real estate broker who, who Ryan recommended to me uh, straight up asked me like, "Oh, you're doing a podcast with Vickers? I love baseball. What's it called?" And I was just straight up like, "We change the name every week." He's like, I'd love to check yeah, we, it out. I was like, give it a couple episodes. We have to, we have to change the graphic. We're like on first title in the graphic. The graphic is is three names ago, yeah, but I don't yeah. feel like making a new. Graphic. And I need to go in and update our account so it actually updates the title of it because we're calling it a different name, but I think it's like still listed as Double Switch. <laughs> Probably, it's like listed as Double Switched. It's written as DFA'd, and every day we say, "Welcome to Coffee and Baseball." Which I like. I think that's going to stick. I'm into it. It's good. It's good. This morning I had a brief panic moment of like, should we have called it a cup of coffee and the big leagues? Like a cup of coffee in the big leagues? No, no. See, I like coffee and baseball. But we do need to start uh, going forward what coffee. We have to start drinking nice coffee so that we can say this morning I had a French press of interesting blank blank. Yeah, I like that. And then get into baseball. So it's like, uh, you know. 
Right now I'm on the Keurig, so there's nothing to brag about. But no, we should start. Nothing, nothing yeah. to brag about, but your your negative environmental impact. Correct. Boom. Complete <laughs> negative environmental impact. Uh, okay, let's let's wrap things up with Birdie's movie corner colon theatrical plays edition. All right. Uh, we teased this last time, but uh, when I was a young man, when I was 22, I uh, got advanced uh, previews tickets for free through work to a little play called The Bronx Bombers. Uh, this play stars a, uh, a man who seemed like he was in his uh, mid to late 60s as an old Yogi Berra, an old kind of like frantic, uh, uh, very, very like kind of like just like frantically moving, frantically talking, frantically running around Yogi Berra who is sort of on a time-traveling mission to save the, like, 1977 New York Yankees, the, like, Billy Martin, Reggie Jackson team. And so, like, it's... it's This play is, like, it was a train wreck. And and it was just, like... It, it was sounds bizarre. like it. It's it was, like, he's, like, talking to... He's trying to like settle the problems between Billy Martin and management and Reggie Jackson. He's like traveling back in time to meet old Yankees and like ta- and it's weird like the way they come in now. It's it's way too dramatic. Let's start there. Like it's it's a very silly concept and and he approaches it with such just like gritty realism. It's hilarious. Uh two Let's other just, someone oh, someone ahead. wrote this by the way and thought it was a good yeah. idea. Part of me thought somebody wrote it being like, oh, it's sports. Anybody will come to a sports anything. Uh, the Kind of the weirdest, some of the weirder things. Uh, he meets an old uh, Mickey Mantle, I believe. And okay. like Mickey's like walking with the limp or something. Because, you know, Mickey like famously like tore up his knee his like second season. Uh, and was never quite the same, even though he was always a Hall of Famer. Uh, that I thought was just like a touch that did not need to exist. So very weird. Uh, and then he, in the end of the movie, he somehow like time travels into like the future and meets Derek Jeter, uh, <laughs> played by, this is a great one, played by, uh, and I'm going to, I don't know his name, but the same gentleman who plays George Washington in Hamilton, uh, if you've seen that one. Have you seen? No, I have not Hamilton? seen Hamilton. Oh, it's on Disney Plus. You gotta check it out. Yeah, no, I'll I'll wait till we can go back. All right, all right. Well, this dude uh, is like a he's an accomplished Broadway actor. He plays Derek Jeter, whose sole job in in the play is to like walk in and be a shining beacon of morality and like kindness. And he like he was like doing something kind for an elderly Yankee and like showing respect to everybody. Like that was literally it. He like, I vividly remember this. This was eight years ago. He like walks in. He was just like, thank you, sir. Good to meet you, sir. And then he like helped out an older Yankee and then like walks out. And Yogi Berra has like a five minute monologue. Like, boy, that Derek, he seems great. And it was like, (laughs) it was so bad. This play was so bad. Uh, It didn't get picked up. Uh, for a Broadway I can run. I can imagine it wouldn't. It was it was. Uh, I greatly appreciate the clients who gave us the tickets, uh, but it just like it was comically bad. Well, uh, when 
Broadway returns, I will write a play in its uh, memory based on a time traveling. Uh, I don't know. Let's pick another player and, and another, you know. I would think it would have to be the Dodgers for you. So perhaps a time-traveling Fernando Valenzuela. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to start working on it right now. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll, put it, we'll put a virtual Zoom uh, Broadway play on. I love it. That's that's I guess that's all for today, folks, because Ryan's got a lot of writing to do. Got a lot of writing to do. And then uh, after that, a lot of producing to do. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening again, uh, if anyone is. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully be back uh, next week. Bye.